Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome to the Wise Men Say Reaction Show. I'm your host, James Copley, and Sunderland have just defeated Walsall 2-1 at the Stadium of Light with goals from Lee Catamull and Will Grigg to earn the Black Cats a vital three points in the race for promotion. I'm joined as usual by ITV Simon O'Rourke. We can barely hear ourselves because the Sunderland fans are in fine voice. What did you make of the game today? Uh, first and foremost, they won the game. They had to win the game after Barnsley's result last night. The ball is now back in Sunderland's court. I didn't think they played particularly well today. It wasn't fluent. They started dreadfully. They just had to win the game. They did win the game. That is good going forward because obviously they were asked questions today. They went to goal behind. They found a way to win the game. That's important. Well done. Jack Ross's substitutions as well. We brought Charlie White on, changed it. Grigg wasn't getting enough support and it paid off instantly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I like him as a manager. He's flexible. He recognises when things aren't working and he will try to change it. So yes, a good pat on the back for the managers today. They just dug in. It was it was really actually quite nervy at the end there because they weren't <laughs> playing well. They couldn't seem to clear their lines. But it was a game they had to win, as I said, and they have won it. And I seem to talk about Lugo 9 a lot, but he just keeps impressing me. He, just, he plays everywhere, doesn't he? Um, well... Jeff Brown, my, my mate from the BBC, was sat here. He's had to leave a little bit early today. Um, he was saying it's pretty good going to have got subbed up at half-time on your debut on the opening day of the season yeah, yeah. and have the whole ground singing your name now. He's, he's wholehearted. Um, the fans recognise that. He puts 110% into everything he does. And you know what? He might end up of, of finding his home at right-back because he's doing a very good job there. I think he kind of embodies the, uh, the new feeling around the club as well, doesn't he? Yeah, absolutely, which is sort of putting all the effort in, not sort of foreign players taking money and that sort of thing. Like the, the sort of money waste, you know, Charlie's piss take party. It's not like that anymore. Uh, it's wholehearted, it's honest, and yes, I think you're right, people like it. And a trip, a trip to Wembley next is indicative of that, of course. Yeah, I mean, I think everyone's looking forward to it. I'm lucky enough that I'm going to go down and cover it with ITV Tight Tees. Um, you know, great. It, it's one of those when in Rome things. Sunderland don't want to be in League One. They are in League One. So if you're in League One, why not go to Wembley and win the trophy? So I'm joined by the BBC's Nick Barnes. Nick, what did you make of the game today? Uh, I think they had to work hard for it. I thought the first half hour they were sluggish. I didn't think they really were at the races. I mean, conceding the first goal, I mean, the cheeky finish in the back heel, but should never really been allowed the space and time around the penalty area with a free kick. And I think they, they struggled to really come to terms until... Uh, equally as bizarre, actually, Lee Catamol's um, equaliser when he just sort of drove it as hard as he possibly could at the defender, hoping that it would end up in the back of the net. Is, it, is it it's exactly what it did. He's going to claim it. I mean, I, I don't know. what to, Would it go to the dubious goals committee because it came off the defender? I, I, I mean, he knew what he was doing. I mean, that's the thing, that's the, that's the thing which probably swings it, you could argue, in, in Catamol's favour because he intended possibly to do just that um, but then second half 
I don't think McLaughlin had a save to make. In fact, it was Luke O'Neill who's had the save to make <laughs> yeah. rather than um, John McLaughlin. They made Warsaw work hard. I think you could see by the way that Warsaw sort of collapsed the pitch at the end. They were absolutely shattered. Yeah, yeah. Yet again, another team that's sort of been worn down. And I give Jack Ross credit. He, his management of the game, if you like, the substitutions were absolutely yeah. spot on. Um, you know, White coming on and then, you know, the touch for Grigg. Lovely finish from Grigg again. Um, and the, and they, they, they saw it out. Yeah, a few edgy moments, um, which perhaps you'd expect with Warsaw's desperate for points as, as, as Sunderland at the other end of the table. So overall, not a game that will live long in the memory, yeah. but the critical thing was to win it which is what they had done and, and credit to Wyke as well because he's, he's come in for a bit of stick recently and he, he comes on and it's his first touch and he, he sets that up quite yeah. nicely for Grigg and slightly unlucky actually when O'Neill <laughs> that man again um, pulled the ball back but just behind him rather than in front of him I think yeah. had it fallen a foot in front he probably would have scored so that would have made it a nice comfortable finish to the, to the game um, it was the, the, the most important thing I think like Tuesday night at Barnsley not to lose the game was yeah. to win today and, and that's what they've done it's put pressure on Barnsley Luton have dropped two points at home so it, it, it's going to be an interesting few weeks and interesting enough Barnsley go to Warsaw next Saturday yeah. I mean Warsaw won't make it easy for them there. no and it's all in our hands again isn't it again yeah the, you know that, with that sort of pressure on Barnsley now you're knowing that the, if they could win the game in hand they're, they're going to go above them no, it's interesting. Kind of Sunderland kind of remind me of a good like 800 meter runner, the kind of just off the top two, and then we're, we're yeah, seeing points. Yeah, you're, you're, it's a good analogy actually. I mean that burst at the end, and hopefully it comes. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I'll tell you what, there's going to be a few more edgy, edgy games and yeah, nervy, nervy afternoons, I'm sure, just because that's the nature of these things. But I just think you know you get to the end of the season and the last games of the season if it is as tight as it is now I'd rather be Sunderland going to Southend who probably arguably got nothing to play for yeah. than Barnsley who are going to Bristol Rovers who could still be playing to stay in the division yeah definitely and Webley to look forward to now as well yeah I mean it, it's always been a big day out for everybody it's, it, you know ultimately the, the big prize is promotion it'll be a damp script if they were to win at Wembley and not get promoted yeah. it'll be an absolute double whammy if they do both um, but uh, yeah everyone can enjoy the weekend but then know that on the Wednesday night Accrington Stanley is going to be an even bigger game so yeah lots to look forward to yeah thanks for your thoughts Nick well Jack yeah happy yeah I'm, I'm, I'm delighted it's a big win for us and um, difficult conditions again today I think every game throughout the country we've been played in difficult conditions as was Tuesday so you just have to find a way to win um Disappointed that we started the game and, and some are defending in that period, but equally satisfied and encouraged by the number of opportunities we created throughout the game, and then naturally really pleased with the character of the players to come back and win the game from a losing position. I mean, the opening two goals, I mean, bizarre. The, the, the flick from Gordon, but Lee's is equally bizarre. I mean, I mean, I'm assuming he intended to do what he did by just driving the ball at the defender. Yeah. I'm assuming so as well. I haven't even watched that again yet. And obviously where I'm standing, it's very, it was very difficult to see what was happening with it. But we had been knocking on the door for quite a period at that, at that time in the game and creating opportunities, forcing goalkeeper to make saves and um, forcing a number of set pieces. So I, I think it was, um, I think it was fair that we went in at least on level terms at half time. And it was just really encouraging the players to keep doing the same things and believing that they would continue to create, which they did. I mean, probably the period of the game we created least in was that last period. Um, but that it's very easy as a manager to be critical of that I'm not on the park and emotions get involved in it and it, it becomes a little bit edgy so 
overall to, to see out the game, to win the game and to put another three points on the board is good. You talked about knocking on the door, Lewis Morgan, and he was the one predominantly doing yeah. so. He had two or three very good chances. Yeah, and, and he'll be... I thought he was good today in terms of his contribution to the game, but he'll be frustrated with himself because he is a very good finisher. I didn't know that firsthand, but he shows it every single day. and. It's maybe just a little bit to do with how the season's been for him because he's, he still feels as if he's working his way back to his best, if you like, because he hasn't played a lot in the first part of it. Um, but if he keeps getting into those positions, and not all of them were poor finishes, some of them were good saves as well. So no, he, he was a bright spot for us in that opening period. And game management sometimes, when the substitution, White comes on mm. almost instantaneously, flick for, for Greg and beautiful finish from, from well. Yeah, I mean, that's look at it, for every one that you get right, you get one wrong, and, and you can't always predict how it'll go. It be, um, obviously, the second change was an enforced one, and that makes it slightly more challenging. So, we only had one more roll of the dice, if you like. So, uh, I think Charlie has went through a difficult period. It's been a difficult season for him for, for a variety of reasons, and a difficult period of late. But we speak to our players a lot, and we encourage them a lot, and we keep trying to get the best from them. So, really pleased for him that. He hasn't. He only hasn't scored. He played a big part in us winning the game today. So hopefully he'll he'll take confidence and belief from that as well. And of course you can't underestimate how big a win it is with Barnsley dropping a couple of points last night. Luton have dropped a couple of points as well. With you not having this game now for, for over a fortnight. Yeah, I think this weekend just shows it. I mean, I think even on the back of Tuesday that, and I know I say this often, but the only time you can really get hysterical is the wrong description of it, but get really caught up is when it's two or three games to go and then. You know, is it out your own hands? Is it in your own hands? At the moment, there's still so many points to play for a lot, and that was shown by this weekend. I think beyond that, the important thing for us, the really important thing to win today, was because we don't play in the league for a few weeks. So psychologically, we understood the importance of going into that enforced break with a win. So that's why it's a really happy change in that respect, because we all understood how vital it was to win the game today. And uh, off to Wembley, it's wonderful for the club, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, again, that's why I, I'm, I'm delighted that we've won today because. You know, we've got a little bit of a, a, a fractured week next week because we don't have a game, plus we've got some players away at national duty, etc. But then when we, we kind of come together properly again um, in the lead-up to the Portsmouth game, it, it's encouraging the players to, to enjoy every single minute of that. And I maybe have to remind myself of that as well, but because it's not not an occasion that will come around very often, irrespective of the, of the competition. Um, and it will be a big week for the club, and I just think it helps us enjoy that. It, it's just really asking the players for a, for a week or two to, to forget about the league and, and means that we'll come into this really busy period we've got post-cut final in a good frame of mind. Yeah, it's an amazing run that comes after that, isn't it? Particularly during April. I mean, it's a game nearly every three days. Yeah, we, um, you know, for, ideally it wouldn't be the case. I think I spoke that about a perfect world the Fleetwood game would we'd go ahead. Um, well, we have got a hectic period. And obviously, probably a couple of weeks ago or a week ago, I said in a good, healthy squad to deal with it. But it can change very quickly as it has done for us. So we're going to need each and every one of those players. Uh, I keep maintaining that the good thing for me and the encouraging thing is each and every time players are asked to either start or come on, I think they show them the right frame of mind, and, and we'll need that over that period. Thank you. Playing at Wembley is such a good reward for such a hard-working and hungry squad as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, it feels to a degree it almost feels right this season because I think for a a reward for the fan base in the club is brilliant, and I I would probably encourage them to forget about forget about the league and the permutations and whatever might happen for a week as well, because just go and enjoy it as a club, because of what's went on in the last couple of years, it, it's well deserved. And my players are exactly the same because I've got some players that are new to the club, but some players that have endured that as well. So we want to make the most of it. We want to win it. We want to win it. 
because that'll make sure we enjoy it. But we want to enjoy that lead up and the build up to it as well. And obviously, winning in a cup final could help with the push for the for the league title as well as promotion. Yeah, I, I think it just continues that momentum. You know, we've got a a long unbeaten record now. You know, since mid to late December, it's quite a long time. Um, and we're proud of that, and that takes a lot of different attributes to get through that period of time without a defeat. So, um, to continue that into the league games, it'll mean we've won a cup. So, we want to make sure we do that. Before Shopify, were you wondering, where are my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome along to the Wise Men's Series Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, Mickey Loft, and I'm pleased to say I'm joined by Matthew Keeland, regular on the Wise Men's Series Podcast, and I'm also joined by his cousin George. So what do you think of the result of the display today, lads? Well, it's a, it's a really important result. It's a huge, it, For me, it's a huge result and arguably one of the most important results of the season. I think it now turns that point against Barnsley into a really good away point. I think... It was a difficult game, difficult conditions against the side who, let's be honest, no, I mean, no disrespect, a lot of disrespect, they aren't very good, they are a poor side, and I think this, they came up, got the early goal almost to their surprise, they did start, they started on fire, they started quick out the traps, they got the early free kick, which wasn't a free kick, capitalised on it. And that was their dream start. And then after that, they should zero interest in sort of attacking for the rest of the game. We managed to get through the game and win it in a way that we haven't managed to do in the previous parts of the season. So I think a nice time was had. In the end, there was a very nice time. Um, but the last few minutes were a bit hairy when they were having quite a bit of a ball in and around the penalty area. But it's an interesting point you made about grinding it out. And I do think that's a characteristic this side, I think, doesn't get enough credit for because yeah. there has been a lot of times this season where we have grand results out like that. No, I agree. And after four minutes, or however, however long it was, when Walsall scored, I think I wasn't alone in the ground and thinking to myself, well, Walsall might be our bogey team this season, yeah. despite the fact they're not a very good team. They knocked us out of the FA Cup. Yeah. They got that point against us earlier on the yeah. season, held us down there again in the FA Cup. Yeah. So, like I say, I'm just really over the moon that we come away with a result because I agree with you, Matthew. Everything about that game had a big match feel to it. It did. But some games in League One, I think, just feel like 1 of 46, you know what I mean? But today, it felt like a big game and a promotion running. Yeah. I think the crowd were really up for it, a lot more than they have been this season. I think the atmosphere in the second half was really good. Even at 1-1, they were still driving the team on. Yeah. And after we went 2-1 up, I think we got the lads over the line. So, George, what did you make of proceedings today? Yeah, I thought there weren't many chances in the game. It was quite scrappy. And in the first half, I was saying to Matthew at the time that we needed to go in and 1-1. We did end up going in at 1-1 through a pretty scrappy goal with a set-piece. No, they went up using a set-piece as well. And, yeah, I think the uh, fair play to Jack Ross for the subs. 
Charlie White changed the game in the sense that he just Lovely. got an assist. So uh, are we being charitable? Are we calling that a layoff or a poor first touch? It was the best layoff I've ever yeah. seen. You know what it is? It had shades of Josie Altidore playing up the Barini against the Mads. Yeah, it, it had did. shades of that. Exactly a yeah. sort of nonchalant flick, which is, yeah, it was quite a classy move. And I, I just think the presence of White, he's, he just distracts one of the centre-halves because Will, Will Grigg, he's, say, five foot nine. Yeah, I think people almost, uh, like centre-halves almost get distracted purely because of his size. Yeah. Not, not, because physically, White, his impact is quite limited in terms of actually winning things in the air. And it, it's not his game. His touch is actually quite good. Like, when the ball's to his fit at times, his touch yeah, is yeah. quite good. As obviously display that was the first time Greg and White have linked up. Yeah. And it was the only time in the game that they linked up. But it's won us the game. Yeah. Yeah. I'm absolutely delighted for Will Grigg because it was an excellent instinctive centre forwards goal the way he took it. I think there is an argument, however, and I'm not just being critical for being critical sick, I'm delighted he scored it because McGeady was clean through if he played him in. Yes. Yeah. So I am really pleased he's backed himself to shoot and he scored, so it's like good night Vienna, I'm not too bothered. But had he missed that chance, I do think there might have been a little bit of an inquest, but that'll do his confidence to world of good. It will, and I think it shows he backed himself to yeah. score the goal. So I think that's a striker. You could look at his stats and go, what, two in ten maybe it was before this. He could look at that and think he's in a poor run. And he's backed himself to score that chance when he could quite easily have laid it off. Fair play, kudos to him really, because he's put it in the bottom corner, he's won us the game. And that's what we paid the money for at the end of the day. Exactly. I think his reputation as well, the fact that he scored so many down the years, he's just a nuisance of people. The defender's always going to be drawn away to mark him. And like you said, McGeady was free as well. So defenders are drawn towards Grigg and he put it away, but it could have easily dropped to McGeady and he could have scored the And it was McGeady as well. It wasn't as if it was like, I don't know, exactly, a fullback yeah. overlapping. It was, it was McGeady who, player of the month, probably is going to score. So, yeah. yeah. But um, I do think, um, as I say, that, that um, big game feel. In the first half, after we went a goal down, I was quite impressed how, even though we maybe had a hairy few minutes, we did get back into the game pretty quickly and we started playing some fairly nice stuff and knocking the ball about. And then actually we got a goal which, I, which was disallowed for off, not, not for offside. Was, was, was it a foul? I, see, goal. I can't figure out whether someone's got a touch just before it's bundled over the line who's offside or whether it's a foul. Because I was behind the goal and it's one of them. You don't even look at the linesman, I was just celebrating the goal. Yeah. And then people were like, oh, he's disallowed it. So, like, I'm at the other end of the ground, so for me, I didn't know if it was offside, if it was handball, if it was a foul. But then you can maybe caveat that by saying that our equaliser was rather fortuitous, so maybe that balanced itself out. Yeah, I think I, I, d I did say at the time that the, the, the build up to the corner that we got from, from the equaliser was, was really good really football. Good. I think it was um, someone <laughs> laid it into power, yeah. who flicked it to Greg, and then I think, was it McGee or Morgan? Someone had yeah, a shot. I think that's what impressed me actually because. It's, it's natural when you're a football fan that when you're getting beat 1-0 at home to Walsall, you don't like to see the ball being still, you like to see it be moved forward quickly and you like to see the score more direct. But I was actually really impressed at the day, we actually looked as though we had a plan yeah. and we stuck the way and we just kept it down. And I actually said, like I looked up the clock and I saw, well, to be honest, only 15 minutes gone, we've still got 75 minutes, we've just got to back ourselves to be the better team. I agree. I think 
conceding to a team like Walsall as well that's the best time to concede a goal to them because they've got then the entire game there was basically 90 minutes of football left when they scored a goal yeah I mean I was really pleased as well that we got the equaliser when we did because we need to get it by hook or by crook because if they'd had that to hold on to in the second half we'd have seen the usual time waste and every time one of them not got the ball I mean, they are the one of the worst teams I've seen for that and they, they proved that in the home game to them which I'm still fuming about but we'll gloss over that but they are in terms of badger and referees which to be honest we could do with taking a leaf out of their boot in a way do you not think we did that the day to a certain did. extent oh uh, yeah but uh, we did but it, I've never seen a team swarm around a referee it's like having 11 John Terry's on the field with them what, 11 racists? Well, we'll probably have to... <laughs> and, and adulterers and... Yeah, well... We... <laughs> yeah, these are primarily the views of Mickey Loff and not the Wise Men Say podcast, by the way, if you're listening, Stephen. Um, <laughs> anyway, moving on from there, it's a really big result, and obviously with Luton only drawing again today and Barnsley drawing last yeah. night, where do you see our chances of getting automatic promotion? Uh, we're going to finish eighth. <laughs> you're still on the eighth bandwagon? Oh, I think we've chucked that away now, to be honest. Ruined it. Ruined it. Ruined it. So no, I, I, I do. Well, it, obviously the the simple thing to say is it's back in our own hands. If we win every game, we'll get promoted. So are we are we are going to win every game and get promoted. Great. So um, George, were there any players who stood out for you today? I thought O9 was fantastic. I know he's playing out for position, and I know Matthew doesn't like that he's replacing. And hates Luke O9. No, listen, I don't hate Luke O'Neill. I didn't say you hate him. No, I, I did. I don't hate Luke O'Neill. I just think it's silly that he's playing right back when Adam Matthews is playing left back. Yeah. No, I, I definitely back that, but I thought he's fantastic. Both defensively, he was strong. He didn't get carried away. He didn't lunge in when he could have. He could have given away free kicks to positions. He didn't do that. And he also, going forward, he was more threatening. Even then, Gooch and Morgan down the right-hand side, I thought when he ran into the box, you were thinking something's going to happen here. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I was just thinking he, he put in a great shift. It's quite a professional job. I know he's a midfielder playing right-back, but, yeah, solid performance from him. Just before I move the conversation on a little bit, if you sit, sit sat in the south stand rather the day, you'll have seen a superb bit of shit that was by Luke or nine in the second half. Yes, lovely. Right, have, have you seen it? Right. Well, he went. He only went down injured, and the ball went behind for a goal kick. Right. He was looking at the south stand, and as we all cheered the goal kick done down his line, there we've just gone two one up, and he just had the biggest grin on his face looking at the south stand, and he, and he yes. gave us the thumbs up. Many Maguire strikes it, again. It was reminiscent of David Luiz against Man United a few years ago. Yeah, when he winked, honestly, he, he didn't quite wink, but honestly, he, he had a childlike grin on his face. And it was just a wonderful moment where, like, the South Stand, we didn't know where to cheer. Sorry, the Roker ends, I should be saying, as a can member I, of the Red White Army. Can but... I just shock you? I like Lugo 9. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who doesn't like Lugo 9? But um, it was an interesting point you touched on earlier, George, about um, Luke, about um, Lewis Morgan coming in beside. Um, so what do you make of his performance today? Because I thought he looked quite bright and quite promising, but sometimes I just think he's a little bit lightweight from the division maybe yeah I, I I totally agree with what you mean I think he's he's really threatening the way he keeps the ball quite close to his yeah. feet in the same way that McGeady does but he yeah he, he does seem to get knocked around a bit by the league one defenders and I think he just lacks uh, you know when McGeady gets into the box I think he could have a goal here with Morgan you always feel like to get a goal he's got to give it to someone else to get the goal 
Um, but no, I think he's definitely superior to Greg, so I keep starting him in front of the... You mean Gooch? Um, Gooch, sorry, yeah. Um, yeah, I know what you mean, um, and I think the balance works quite well, because like you say, Lewis Morgan, he's got a trick in him, he looks quite creative, and I quite like him. Um, but I think Gooch is also a really good option to have on the bench with tired legs. And he can get his, did well for the goal, didn't he? He did really well for the goal, and for once he... Um, he tried to play a ball in for McGeady, which absolutely, which ended up going out for a goal kick. But it was one of the rare occasions he did get his head up, and yeah, he, he was seeing. And he was really hurt his neck. <laughs> but he was. He's had up since October. <laughs> but he was looking at McGeady. You could see he looked a few times to play that ball. So right. that, that was encouraging. The fact he's obviously been working on that a little bit. Yeah, it looks like I think he came on, and I think it was almost like he, he, he did well, but I think. Part of it was maybe it was because he was a bit different to Morgan that they'd obviously got used to. I think Morgan, I, I thought Morgan did well. He's a bit naive. He is. But he, he is going to be, because that's why so, he's here. At the end of the would day. you argue that I was settled front three now, obviously with Maguire being out, so do you think it's McGeady, Greg, and Morgan's our. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I, I think it would be. You can't really take Morgan out of the team because I think he stretched them all game. He was a constant threat, and I agree with George that he, he's technically a good like a good footballer. I just think he's got a lot of learn in terms of making a decisive pass in the box. His finishing leaves up like, a lot of be desired, really. Um, and I, but but then again, Gooch came on, did well, did well for the goal. But I, I think it was mainly down to him being a different option and a different sort of player. Into, he's very, he's more tenacious, and I think that's what we probably needed at that time because they were starting to really foul everybody. And there was also, while I'm on with this, they got every single free kick. And another thing. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the second half, every time any one of their players went down, they got the free yeah. kick. I mean, as a ginger overweight man myself, I shouldn't be leaning too much for which one, but that referee did look very out of shape today, didn't well, he? It was, a, it was a disgrace, really. Like, these are the views of me. And me. And everyone. But no, like, seriously, the referees coming, in, coming up against us, coming up against, actually are coming up against referees now. And they are a disgrace. They are, they're, they're out of shape. They can't keep up with the game. And like, they're giving decisions, right? So you're watching, you're watching the game and you're going, something's happened. And you're saying, like, you're watching it and you're going, how have you given that? You've yeah. watched that. You've watched that happen, and you've given that decision. Yeah. By the way, Swansea have just gone turning up against Man City, you've which ru you've ruined it. <laughs> I, I couldn't help but that was a beautiful goal. It was a great goal. That However, was a little bit like when um, Steve Bruce interrupted the press conference However, to talk about Wayne Rooney's goal from inside his own half. How, yes, I, uh, well, what was I saying? We can edit up it out. We're going to have to. No, it's fine. Referees, yeah, disgrace, aren't they? Disgrace. The linesmen's the linesmen can't keep up with play. Nowhere near. Not good enough. They give it, and they're also they're given decisions where you think, well, that was the one thing it wasn't. Yeah. Like it was either a throw in, it was either like they're throwing our free kick, and we get a throw in. Yeah. Like no. So no. Transition. No. So transitioning from Fume to Denver Hume. He Denver came. Fume. Denver Fume. He came back into the side today. What did you make of his contribution? Because I thought he looked very assured considering it was his first game back. Yeah. Yeah, I thought he played well. I, he didn't get involved in the game too much just because the, more of the game is on the right wing instead of the left wing. 
Um, but no, I thought he looked good, and especially I think he made one movement in towards the box. He he ran quite directly, which I was pleased to see. He made a really important title in the second half. He made a great surge and run forward as well in the second half. I thought that was something that Matthews couldn't provide, not because Matthews doesn't have that talent, but because he's right-footed and playing left-back, you can't you can't storm into the box in the same way. So I thought it was quite a positive change in the same way that in the same way that um, White was a positive change and that it just uh, White yeah it pulled 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 the two centre backs kind of distracted them give Grig a bit of space to drop in this sort of number 10 role um, in this because he's White's kind of being the last man and because he's big he mean he he causes the defenders to have to go out and mark him and oh, so that sort of played Grig in of his size as you said earlier I think he could be more aggressive though in, uh, especially compared to the the shithouse centre-halves that Walsall have. I think um, the other week on the podcast, Lee, how he made the point that um, Charlie White is probably better coming off the bench because he said himself when he was a centre-forward going through a bit of a barren spell, he preferred coming off the bench because he knew all he had to do was run himself into the ground for 15 minutes and do his best because with all the will in the world, you're not going to look at a centre-forward after 15 minutes and go, oh, he never scored today. You're not going to turn around and say that. So I think the day he'll go off feeling good about himself because he contributed to a vital win. And he should, he should feel, he should feel good about himself. He did well. He changed, like he changed the game. Like literally, we scored the goal a minute after he came on. So I think, like fair, like fair play at White really. Like he came on, he put himself about, he made a nuisance. I was certainly really pleased because there was a bit of chat on social media the other day that um, Jack Ross like isn't very good with substitutions. And I just thought that was revisionist bollocks to be honest. Because earlier on in the season, how many games did he influence with the substitutions he brought on? That is horseshit, really. Isn't yeah, yeah. It? Like, but it's the kind of chat I was seeing, and today I'm just pleased that he brought on a sub who had a good impact on the game. Well, I was saying that. People saying Jack Ross isn't very good at substitutions. Throw yourself back uh, Walsall away, 2-2. He took Josh Madger off at 2-0 down, brought Chris Maguire on up front, and we drew the game 2-2. Yep, and everyone was fuming about and the sub when he made it. At the time, what are you doing taking him off? Well, there you go. Right, so um, I think we've um, rambled on a fair bit there, which is... Well, i ramble on all my life. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, I think, I think it's been good rambling, but rambling nonetheless, so... I think I'll just try and um, wrap things up. We've done this a couple of times now, and it just shows how it just shows how revisionist football fans are. So I think we've already got Matthew's prediction. But where but where where, where are we finishing this season, lads? We're going to win the league. What's your rationale behind that? Well, because I said we're going to finish eighth, and now I look stupid. So I might as well go completely in the other direction and say well, we're going to win the league. We're definitely finishing eighth. Now we said that. Well, we can't. Don't we? Is it like we've got loads of points to make up if we want to finish eighth? <laughs> Um, in all seriousness, I think there is a. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a. I still think that automatic promotion. Yeah, you could argue it's in our hands, but for me, the fact that we still have the two teams above us, it's not in our hands, if that makes sense. I know what you mean. Yeah, so you obviously, mean. it is. It, it's a scenario where if we win every game, we, we get promoted. However, I know Luton have dropped a few points more than usual lately, 
but I still really can't see them throwing this away from the position they're in. So I think it's down to us and Barnsley, and I think it's a toss of the coin. If I had to put my head on the chopping block, I would still say playoffs for us. I think what it's something it's a bit frustrating for me because we've sort of hit a bit of rhythm now, yeah. and now we're not playing in the league for three weeks. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, two like so, two weeks, like two and a bit weeks. If it's all rest on George then, are we going up or not? We are going up. A confident second prediction. Although I thought to merit a, a prediction of finishing a strong second, I would have liked to see us win three nil today, especially that's against a, the relegation That's a fair point. I think it would be nice to just hammer somebody. Yeah. yeah. Like to really like put a, put a marker down and go right. We're gonna fit, we're gonna get promoted. Yeah. So I, I do know what you're saying actually. The three points is three points. But, at the but end it, of it, it only counts the same. So. It does, but I think and we all look at Luton week in, week out and go, damn, either. I know they drew today, but you usually look and say, oh, they won 5 0 again today. And with us, obviously, I know teams raised the game, but we haven't really had an emphatic win for a while. No. I know Bristol Rovers in the league was comfortable, but it wasn't emphatic. Even, no, even, even, nice to score four or five, even Gillingham 4 2, they equalised twice. We'll just have to beat Portsmouth 5 0 at Wembley, won't we? Oh, yeah, definitely. Get there. So that would be my advice for everyone, because that'll be the next time we play. Get the Wembley, get levered, ruin it. I'll ruin it for everybody, yeah, don't worry it. about that. Yeah. And then it. and then yeah, so um yep, so I think we'll try and wrap things up there. I've been your host Mickey Loft and um, thanks very much, Chops. And um, we'll see you all at Wembley in a couple of weeks' time. Great. Great, yes. bring it on. Agreed. Max. <laughs> <laughs> right, cheers for listening, thank you. <laughs>